0: Aloha and welcome to Spiritual Journey. Do that every time. Aloha and welcome to Spiritual Journey with Geraldine St. Joseph. I am coming to you live today from beautiful Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and today's discussion is about letting go and letting God. Anyone who's been around in the past 20 years or so has heard this expression at least once. Some people really frustrate, and other people live by it. What we need to understand is what is meant by it, and each person has their own set of circumstances and different meanings to this phrase. Let go and let God is supposed to release you from your burdens. What are you talking about? I know, that's what I thought, too, the first time I heard it. Well... In the Bible, there are many, many references about casting your your burdens onto God and allowing God to lift you up to be able to sustain you through your burdens. And a burden can be anything. It's worry. It's anxiety. It can be a a financial hassle. It could be dealing with your kids. It could be dealing with um, your husband or, or a family member. The Bible I use is called the Amplified Bible. And generally when I do Bible study, I do utilize several different Bible sources so that I could see the way it's written in several different Bibles, because each Bible is a little bit different, and when you change the words, you change the meaning a little bit. I like the Amplified Bible because that includes several different interpretations of the same words so that you can see the various different meanings that you can get from each phrase or statement. That also is helpful when you're reading the entire text, you can see how contextually Sometimes some of the other translations didn't really make sense and people pulled things out of context to use them um, either against people or in their hate speech, and that's really not in the Bible or what was intended when it was originally written. I like the saying that says that even those who are absolute fundamentalists who believe that there is only truth in the Bible and believe in its fundamental inspiration by God cannot be so foolish as to believe that their interpretation of it is entirely without flaw. So basically, just because you think the Bible is perfect doesn't mean that you are or your understanding of it is, and it's something that we're always discovering. I've been studying the Bible since I was a child, and I always find something new and interesting in it. Enough of that. So, let go, let God. We use that phrase a lot in metaphysics. When we're talking to people who are stuck, they just seem to be banging their head against the wall. They keep trying to do the same thing or they're worried about something. They don't know what to do with it. When we say let go and let God, you're giving it up to a higher power. You're allowing things to flow. You cannot make a flower grow by pulling on the roots, and that's something that a lot of us try to do. We think we know what the end game is. We think we know where things are supposed to be and where they're supposed to go. And then what we do is we try to get to the end without working completely through what we need to work through. This does not work. And by now we should all know this. It should be common knowledge that this does not work. So when we're letting go and letting God, we're allowing things to flow the way they're supposed to flow. What stops us from doing this? Well, we have resistance. We want to cling to things. People don't like change. And we don't like being out of control or feeling like we're not the master of our own destiny. We could still be the master of your own destiny without controlling every single thing along the way. When I embarked on this mission or trip or whatever you want to call it that I'm on currently, where we left Hawaii, we traveled across the United States. Now I'm in Pennsylvania. We're going to pick up and leave from here and travel back Um I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have tons of money in the bank. I I didn't have anything except this deep calling of spirit telling me that this is something that I had to do, that there were certain people that needed to be seen or spoken to or whatever the reason was. I was called across the United States, and I followed what I was asked to do. And with every step I took – the land rose to meet me because there's a level of faith there when you take that step, when you move forward that allows you to move freely because your energy is flowing. You are in the spirit. Spirit is directing and guiding you. Now that doesn't mean I stopped working. That doesn't mean I stopped doing what I needed to do for things to work. Also, when you let go and you let God, that doesn't mean you just drop everything. It's like, you know, if you're working towards something, but nothing seems to be laying the way it's supposed to, maybe you're supposed to take a step back and look at it differently. Look at it from an aerial view. Take a different viewpoint. If you can't change your circumstance, then change your attitude, or your altitude, as we like to say. When you allow God to take on your, we'll call it burden, your stress, your worry, your anxiety, you then are opening up room and space for creativity to come in. And you're allowing that spirit, that essence, that connection with source to pull you forward. As opposed to, you know, just trying and trying and trying on your own to make it upstream when you're going against the current. You need to figure out where the current is. And once you get in there, things flow a lot more smoothly. It's a lot easier. I like the saying that Jesus said, if, God takes care of the birds and the trees and all the animals. Think about how much more he'll do for you. How much, how many greater things would happen for you. And so far as a biblical perspective is concerned, in the Bible there are several references to letting go and letting God, given in different terms. I'm going to tell you where it is in there, and if we get a chance, maybe I'll read some of them. Uh, Psalms, there's two places in Psalms um, that I found. Psalms 55, verse 22, and Psalms 68, verse 19. Both refer to casting your burdens onto the Lord and that the Lord will take care of you. That everything you need is there. It's just a matter of allowing it. In metaphysics, we talk about the law of attraction, And basically that's a lot about giving things over to God and being in the flow. It's about making space for things. Um, As an example, if you want a good relationship in your life, you need to make space for that. So if you're constantly clinging to people and you're jumping on every single person who comes your way or you have a bedroom that is just packed with stuff and there's no room for you in there, let alone somebody else, you're not making space for it. And it's a physical thing and it's an energetic thing and it's an emotional thing where you're really opening up your heart to really be free to love somebody else and to allow them to love you. Well, when you're letting go and you're letting God, you're opening up your heart and you're allowing yourself to receive love from God and the universe and spirit. Whatever terms you want to use are fine. It doesn't really matter what name you call it it's the same energetic, it's the same thing. God is God no matter how you slice it. No matter what you call it or how, what terms you want to put it in, it doesn't diminish what that essence is or the fact that that essence runs through you and is something that can help you in your everyday life to move forward and be much more than anything that, that you could have possibly imagined. Sometimes what happens is that our journeys, when we try to control everything, we minimize it. We make things small. We limit it. We put boxes around it. Like people are always telling you, think outside the box. best compliment uh, my significant other ever gave me is he said, you don't even see the box. I don't even think you know where the box is. That was a really big compliment because it shows an expansiveness and That's what you're going for. When you're giving things over to God, there's a faith there. You're taking that step not knowing where the road is. And the road will rise to meet you. But you have to have faith. And that knowingness inside, that peace that comes from really being connected to God, to the Lord, to Jesus, whatever you want to call it, there's a peace that's there. There's an undercurrent. All of us have this emotion in us that we go to when things get tough or that's the most consistent thing there. That's our foundation. And all of us were born with that foundation being joy. And what we've done is as we get older, we lose that. We talk ourselves out of it. We decide that the world's not that great a place or things happen and we feel let down or we try to control things too much, there's a million things that can happen to make us lose our sense of joy and our sense of self. That sense of joy, that is your connection to God. That is your connection. That is the undercurrent. That is the flow of spirit. That is your divinity within you being awake and alive and interacting with you and everything around you. There's a peacefulness that's there. No matter what is going on around you, there's a peacefulness and a knowing and a sense of really being embraced by the universe and being embraced by God, knowing that you're loved no matter what you do. It's not a cognitive thing. So many people try to make it a cognitive thing. And when you're so in your head that you no longer are out here feeling it or in here feeling it, then you separate yourself from God. And that's called sin. Sin is when you separate yourself. So rather than separate ourselves, we want to become closer. We want to be a part of that. We want to be in the flow. We want to feel that essence in us. We want to be able to close our eyes and take a deep breath and know that the Lord is with us and feel those angels' wings surrounding us and feel the universe supporting us and know that. It's there. Even in times of tragedy, even when things are difficult, it's always there and it's always consistent. Just because you don't get what you want doesn't mean what's happening is not for your greatest good. Sometimes the worst things in our lives turn out to be the best things that ever happened to us. I was in a car accident when I was 19 years old and I was mussed up. Drunk driver hit me. I had absolutely no remorse. And I was in excruciating pain for probably a decade or so. It took me that long to recover. And the thing was, the way my injuries were, if you looked at me, unless you you really knew me and you looked at me closely, my injuries were all internal. It was all my joints and my spinal column and things like that that was injured. So just to look at me, you would have no idea what I was going through, except for all the braces I had to wear for a while. When something like that happens to you, you're like, why did you abandon me? God did not abandon you. Even Jesus asked God that, Father, why have you forsaken me? It's not a matter of being forsaken. It's a matter of being pushed in a different direction or that something else has to happen. If I never went through that, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't have the understanding.
1: I would not have
0: compassion for other people. I wouldn't look at things the way I look at things. I was always a little odd, but not quite as odd as I am now. (laughs) So when we say let go and let God, it's a development of faith. It's really having faith that you're going to be supported no matter what happens, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter who's around you. That faith will sustain you because that faith is an openness and a willingness to trust and to recognize when things come your way. Things like when you're having financial difficulties, and then, I mean, some people will only expect, accept a check in the mail, and it's like, that's not the only way to get out of a financial difficulty. There's all different things that can happen. It's not just about winning a lottery. Sometimes it's about giving an opportunity to work in different ways, or to do a different type of, just to have a, a different things where you have different money centers and different ways that your finances will flow. Uh, As an example, I know someone who is an excellent cook and that wasn't necessarily what he did for a living, but everybody knew he was an excellent cook. And When he had financial issues, basically the way God would support him is he would send people to him to ask him to cater different events like weddings and different things like that. Doing this type of thing, which is something that he absolutely loved and adored, was a way to for him to get back into the flow, for him to do something that he loved, to make more money, to make it more easily and in a more joyful way. Did he do that? No. His choice was he wanted a check in the mail. When he needed money, he just wanted a check to appear out of, you know, out of the ethers or just have money appear in his bank account. He was not interested in allowing God to show him a different way to create money and to be in the flow. He would rather complain. And there are people like that in the world who wouldn't rather complain. So instead of taking these opportunities and using them to build a business and become what he wanted to become and fulfill a dream, what he did was he used it to get himself into more debt because he would refuse payment. I don't get it either. But there are a lot of people in the world who are like that, and there are probably times when you've been like that, when God has handed you things on a silver platter and you have completely not recognized it. It went completely over your head. So you need to realize that and look and see where in my life has God been gifting me things to help me, to answer my prayers, that I'm not aware of it, that I'm not seeing it. Sometimes what happens is you're given something that is the exact opposite of what you think you want but it's packaged in a way to make it look like it's something that you want. And then once you get it and you have it a little while and you play with it a little bit and you're like, wait a second, this isn't really what I want. This isn't really the right thing. Sometimes you're given something that appears negative to show you something that's positive. Uh, An example of that was um, my significant other had shingles in his eye. And he basically was blinded for like a month. And this is somebody who does not like to sit still, who was working seven days a week and really just has to constantly be in motion and doing things. Didn't know how to relax and he got slammed with shingles. And shingles is extremely painful, but having it in your eye is kind of rare and much more painful. So I had to take care of him. I had to mash up his medicine so he could eat it. I had to keep the, the curtains closed. I had to feed him. I had to, you know, there's all these things that had to happen. And at the end of that, um, he said to me, he looked at me and he says, Well maybe God made me blind so I could see what was right in front of me. It's a very profound thing. And sometimes that is what happens, is that you are shown with force because you're not seeing it. You're not getting it. And I, what I like to say is that spirit hits you in the head with two by four to make you realize what's there or to make you change directions. For me, that accident was to make me change directions. The course that I was taking would have been fine. It would have been an okay life, but it wouldn't have been this life. It would have been different. I probably would not have traveled as much as I've traveled. I would not have appreciated as much as I appreciate And the thing was, even when I was in pain, I thank God every day that I could feel that pain because when I was first in the accident, they thought my neck was broken and I had no um, responses on the left side of my body. And I'm left-handed, so that was not a good thing. I like to write. I like to draw. And coming through that experience changed me. It made me a bigger, better person, I feel. Now, some people might have a different opinion, but... That's what I feel. And I feel that many experiences like that where you go through something that's so traumatic and that's so big, and you come out the other side, you're so much stronger, or you can be. Or you can choose to keep repeating the experience. You can choose, instead of letting go and letting God guide you to wherever this experience is supposed to take you, you can choose to live in fear. You can choose to keep getting into that bad relationship, to keep playing that role, to keep letting people cheat on you, to keep getting into abusive relationships, to keep lying, to keep lying to yourself. That's your choice. There's a certain amount of that that is us. Even when we give it over to God and we surrender to God's will and we are walking the path, I have to choose every day to trust that things are going to be okay. I have to choose every day. Okay, I believe we have a caller, and hopefully you will want to add to the conversation. Aloha. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Geraldine, and you're on the air.
1: Yes, good morning. I was actually listening partially, but what got to me, I just turned the phone um just just turn to your your um station and I realize you said you have to choose every day. And even though I don't get what is related to it it mm-hmm. speaks to me in a sense because that's basically what I what I do on a daily basis to keep my um keep myself centered and positive about the outcome that I choose for my life. Like getting up every morning and looking at my thoughts and my the image in my head and I choose every day that this is the image that I want to express in the universe. So this is the image I need to have in my head. So it's a constant choice. Even though maybe it's not related to what you're talking about and I apologize. Oh no, to it's Steven totally related. Say. You are totally you are totally in the flow there. Very good. Right. So I I, I was just <laughs> I was just amazed by okay, let me see what uh she's talking about and the first thing I hear was you have to choose every day. And it's just like, oh, that's it. I have to choose every day. <laughs> that, that's what I've been doing. Sometimes, to be honest, I, I it is draining in the sense that um, you have I, the, the carrying out of old thinking, like doubts and fears and all those things, that's also not natural and a part of our psyche. It is very challenging in that realm. But overall, when when the consistency is positive thinking, and you you are surrounded with people who think that way as well, and people who um, validate your your thoughts and your emotions, you're on fire. I think I think with that you're the most powerful being because you allow yourself to actually manifest your 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 um your wishes and desires that way. I think it it, it like it takes a village for you to put things forth because. Mm-hmm. We have been so um, lost in how powerful we are, who we are, and what we are here for, if that makes sense. Well,
0: one of the things that, that we're talking about, the, the main topic is let go and let God, and having that faith to move okay. forward. And then what do you do with that? And um, I'm saying you have to have right. a choice every day that you're going to do that. And um, mm-hmm. with what you're saying also, I mean, it completely ties in. It's really good. Now, one of the things I was talking about was, was there a major event, something painful or something that happened in your life that made you shift gears or, or turn around and do things differently?
1: Oh, the the, um, the major event um, <laughs> happened after my mother died. But she, she heard that started um, a whole list of uh, experiences that at the time were very, 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 very difficult. So it, wow. it, it made me go back and forth in my in my um, spiritual growth, and sometimes I feel as like if I was drowning. Sometimes I feel as like if I am I am expanding. Sometimes I feel as like if I am dying. Sometimes I feel as like if I want to die. It, it, it's just just a myriad of emotions that push me into into a tailspin at some, I, I, at some point in my life. And it, the let go and let letting God at that time, I think I never truly get the the. The concept of letting go and let God so much so that I thought letting go would mean um, not doing anything. When really and that's the that's misconception People think, you know, when mm-hmm. you
0: let go and let God, it's you just stop. And that's not, you're not right. treading water. It's that what you do is you do stop for a moment and get your bearings and get centered right. and take a couple of deep breaths right. and really try to feel mm-hmm. what direction am I being led in? Why is the energetic not flowing? Or am I just going against the grain? Right. What what do I need to do to get things moving right. again? And I think that's right. the biggest conception that I've found is people think, Well, you just give up at that point, you just oh God'll take care of it. It's like well God helps those who help
1: themselves, uh, right? Right,
0: yeah. right.
1: You don't you don't just sit and observe it because even though you're letting go and like God, if you let go and like God and your thoughts are totally out of out of sync with what God would do or what you want God to do. It doesn't really bring you bring you what it is that you want God to do for you, which is one of the biggest lessons for me. Because when I was letting go and letting God, I was depressed and negative and um, just pessimistic, and I was so so so. What's God doing now? What, what am I yeah, exactly. waiting for? When really I was actually just. Uh, Just letting go and not really letting God, because I I didn't give the opportunity to my godness or my godliness to actually flow through me. Right, it's
0: really allowing word divinity to flow and to really move in the world, and really connecting in and being connected to God. There's that sense of connection of of the all that is, and um, I think when we call it oneness, it almost limits it. Right.
1: It right. just feels
0: so expansive to me, like it's it's never ending. There's no right. beginning. There's no end. Just it's eternal. Right. And we need to realize and make that decision that we're a part of that. We're part of that flow. Right. And if we right. tap in and we connect, and we're connecting to God, then our lives are
1: easier and they're better and they're more productive. I believe that. So and I, I, one of the reason why I think that I didn't believe I was a part of it was lack of self worth. I think that's that's tied into not feeling the oneness or feeling that you're worthy for that kind of um well I life, think
0: one of the one of the yourself.
1: dangers of a lot of the major
0: religions or a lot of the, the big churches is they teach that lack of worth. They tell you yes, what wretch you are agree. They tell you how I agree. Oh they, they drive oh, it into I your agree. head I, and that I, is I exactly agree. polar opposite of what Jesus taught.
1: Yes, I so, agree I, I am I not religious really in any way. So I get you. I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual, but I'm not a religious person. I don't take on to a particular um, ideology that allows me to feel lesser than myself, which I believe that's what some religion do. Yeah, and there's a so the it's about control. The worse you make I people feel, you're the control. Yes, and the you, more it makes people feel The
0: more emotional they are, too.
1: the more they'll empty their pockets and give you their money, too, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yes, because they feel helpless. The helplessness kind yeah. of cause them to reach out so much that they forget that they're, they're there. Their existence is, 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 is valid. Or, right. Or, or and the or whole purpose certain. of it is
0: to make them, to make people, to make the masses be reliant on someone else. They're putting a third man. I, I always say, um, I used to try to explain it to my significant other that I have a direct connect. I don't need right. a priest between me and God. Ooh. I don't need somebody yes, that's speak God is trying to say to me. I have a direct connect, the, and we yes. all have a direct connect. It's just that most of us don't use it because somebody convinced right. us that we can't hear God and that it's evil if you hear God. Right. So Are we, we need to watch out for or that? something yeah. Yes. That's so true. Exactly.
1: That's
0: exactly. Right. That you're opening yourself up to evil if you try to hear what God is trying to say to you, which is completely right. bogus. Right. So well, I, would, um, I, I have a sure in <laughs> It's been a pleasure (laughs) speaking to you, and please do comment or or find me on Facebook or something. And
1: we have a little under two minutes left, so
0: there's just a couple of things I want to do to wrap up. But thank you for calling.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Okay. So that was a great call, and that was definitely, um, I guess, serendipity you call it, or something of that that nature where someone plugs in at just the right moment, at just when the words that they needed to hear were spoken. And that's basically what we're talking about. When you let go and you let God, you're still taking action, but you're not trying to control everything. You're taking action, but you're allowing the road to rise up to meet you. You're allowing for changes. You're being flexible. There's... Different things that are happening around you, we have a little less than two minutes left to go, and I just want to give you uh, again the list of places in the Bible where you could find reference to giving your burdens over to God or casting your burdens to god psalm fifty five twenty two which we already said psalm sixty eight nineteen matthew eleven twenty eight that's my favorite one because that's about rest and we did a show on that a while back, and one Peter. Chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 7. So I just want to make you aware that letting go and letting God does not mean that you give up. It's not about giving up. It's about having faith. It's about moving forward. It's about stepping up and stepping into your power and knowing that God is there supporting you in what you're doing. It's about taking that deep breath, in fact, let's do
1: that
0: take a deep breath, let's do it, and release it very slowly. Let's do it again. Know that God is with you, feel the presence. Know that the world is conspiring to help you move forward. The thing is, it may not look the way you think it looks. It may not work out the way you think it's going to work out. There are certain ways that we do things where we, we think things are supposed to happen that way, and we'll move forward in a I knew I wanted to take a trip. I was saving money for that trip. Did any of that money make it on the trip? No, because other things came up before then that it needed to be used for. But I was told I was still supposed to make the trip and not to worry. So I just want you to know my name is Geraldine St. Joseph, and I'm here for you, that God loves you, and so do I. Be a path to God. Be the person that God needs you to be. Change the world one little step at a time. You can find me online and on Facebook. And again, my name is Geraldine St. Joseph. And please, contact me with any questions or comments. Mahalo.